This is the 919 Beer Podcast on 99.9 The Fan. Now here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. It's the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Obius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshball from 919 Beer. Wayne Holt not with us today. It's a shame. What that? What's up? Mueller. Where, where's he at? Uh, he had a closing earlier today, oh, and then he's got a he's got this chili cook-off thing for uh, the Home Builders Association that he wasn't planning on really having a big part in. Then he, I see. you know, he I ended see. up. Have it, it kind of took over a little bit more than I think he was ready for it. We'll have uh, we'll have another Adam on the podcast in uh, in a few minutes. Adam Eckhart from Crank Arm in Raleigh. It's been a while since we've talked to Adam, so that'll be a lot of fun. They got a new uh, was it Tandem, which has got four different hops in it. That uh, he's got a shiny new metal to show off. Yes, that's very very cool. Um, and the food today was my uh, way tavern. My, I had the po' boy, dude. I don't that's know. Money. I ate so much, and then you had like and half that burger with the egg it. on it. Yeah, and then the other half. Look this at is ridiculous. You. You're a and gamer. a hot dog. This you ridiculous are, hot dog with you, like this pineapple salsa and dude, you're ham a, and bacon. You're a gamer, man. Woo. That's awesome. My way's got some stuff coming up too, right? Yeah. So to, uh, Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Friday evening, my way and Raleigh, they're having a costume contest, Halloween party, and they're doing this uh, big thing with Elysian. Uh, they're having eight Elysian pumpkin beers on tap, and they're uh, some of their reps, I guess, are coming in from Seattle. Uh, 7 p.m. They're they're going to be there. So, if you're in the area, stop out, eat some awesome food. Maybe not as much as I just ate for lunch, but <laughs> for sure. And then Saturday night in Holly Springs, the uh, Halloween party is uh, is going to be happening. So very cool. always a fun time with my way and and those guys. Thanks again for the food. A couple other events that are going on that we should highlight. Hall Rivers got their anniversary party coming up on November 5th. That's yep. next Saturday. Uh, they got some new bottles that they're going to release that day. You can check out their Facebook page for more information. They also need volunteers. So if you're interested, go to their Facebook page and then shoot them a message through Facebook Messenger. Uh, what's up with this uh, Highwire Ringmaster VIP Beer Club up in the club? So they're starting, you know, they uh, I guess about a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago, they announced they were turning their South Slope facility into their barrel facility, and mm-hmm. they're going to be doing more barrel age and sour okay. stuff. So this uh, VIP club, I think it's $200. You get like five uh, VIP-only beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also get like a shirt and all this other stuff. And you also get like first rights. Um, I think the day before new releases are released, you get – it's available to you. Uh, but it's just a cool opportunity to go to highwirebrewing.com slash VIP if you're interested in some of that. Uh, you know, breweries all across the country do things sort of like that. So cool opportunity. And then also, while we're out in Asheville, uh, you've had Cold Mountain from, from Highland, right? I think everybody's had Cold Mountain. So this is the 20th year they're releasing Cold Mountain. And to celebrate, they are uh, doing an Imperial version this year. Okay. Yeah, so um, I thought that was pretty interesting. I I really don't know the availability if it's going to make it this way this far uh, east to the triangle. But if you're out that way, it uh, releases November twentieth, I think. No, November tenth. Sorry. Okay. November tenth. Um, and they're going to be doing it in twenty two ounce bottles and draft. So uh, I don't know if Tryon's going to be carrying any of that out this way, it, but I will certainly do my best to find out. I was catching up on beers from Brew Public. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, 
uh, had the founders uh, harvest. Harvest. Ale. That was. What were your thoughts? I actually enjoyed. Oh, that dude. One. It's wet hop one. season. This is the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, finally got around to the uh, the Peak Farm, the double pale ale from Sycamore. Okay. That, that had been sitting That's in the back of my fridge for a while. That's been a while. It's been sitting in the back of my fridge. You aged that like Wayne ages a Pliny. I did, and uh, you know what? Maybe I could tell the difference at that point. It was, uh, yeah. Because that beer's nice, fresh. I'm it's sure. Good. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, speaking of freshness, remember when 3C rolled through? Go ahead and say it, Adam. You were right. Maybe you were right. Uh, remember when 3C rolled through? Yeah, a couple weeks ago, still had. Well, no, you had the baby maker. What what haven't you had? The IPA, that uh, wasn't fresh either. This mm-mm. you're you're getting the shakes right now of yeah, all these no, these am, beers I'm, that have been ooh. sitting in the back of my fridge. Uh, went over to uh, went over to State of Beer over the weekend as well. I had the uh, Oktoberfest <laughs> from River Rat. Uh, they also out of had, South Carolina. They're out of yes. That's uh, they had a few from New Belgium. That's as well. John Federal's uh, brewery, right? Yeah. Uh, they asked, cool they also Raleigh. had uh, some good New Belgium on tap as well. They had the uh, the Love Oscar, which uh, which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then the uh, my wife ended up getting the uh, I think it was the Pump Kick, which had, yeah. had cranberry. Cr- had cranberry, and this is why she liked. I've it. Never liked that. And beer I'll be honest. With, and I'll be honest with you, cutting it with cranberry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. I didn't want to like it, but I ended up liking it. How's that work out? See? Put that on the untapped. I wanted to hate this beer. Yeah. But it actually was okay. Well, good. Good. She was all about it, though. She, well, good. She loved that beer. Good for you and Kelly. So, uh, back to Republic That's real like quick. a bless your heart. You just, like, bless your heart. No, it's good for you bless, guys to share in the same like, liking bless the beer. That's so cute. You like the beer that I hate? How nice. How nice. So, uh, last week from Republic, we got a 10-barrel Joe IPA, which is another... Uh, those guys in Elysian are are the, getting, you know, AB keeps AB and Bev keeps bottle, uh, gobbling people up, and they're another another one. Uh, Asheville Brewing Company uh, Shiva IPA, um, Founder Harvest Ale, which you said, and that was my winner of the week, of course, my Stone Cold Lock, if you mm-hmm. will, and then Highwire Strongman Coffee Milk Stout. Did you not drink yours yet? No, it's sitting there. Strongman's good beer, man. I know it's actually it's tasty. It's actually, it's actually right front and center, so I don't forget about yeah. it. Yeah. No, you know it's it's a it's a good tail morning tailgate beer for like your your twelve o'clock game. You get your coffee, <laughs> your cream, the kegs and eggs. Yeah, I'm gonna go it's a on good that one. one. Breakfast fun. tailgates. A uh, reminder: you can uh, you can listen to uh, old podcasts on wrlsportsfan.com and on iTunes and Google Play. We talked to a lot of people in the last couple of years. So uh, if there's uh, a brewery that you like and uh, you want to find out more about them, by all means, go and look through our previous guests and previous conversations. And maybe you'll even find one with Wayne on it. Yeah, he's around. Chances are you'll find him. He'll be there. He'll be there, maybe. We'll see. Let's welcome on from Crank Arm in downtown Raleigh. It's been a while. Adam Eckhart. It's been, what, like two years, right? Oh, It's, it's been, been a, a while, at least like a, a year, year and a half. Has it been? Hey, I don't know, man. It's, it's been like, a you while. Were, you Sorry, were one guys, of the first. It's okay. You were one of the first guests we had on the uh, on the been night busy when winning medals, you know. Hey. NBD. You brought the medal, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, this is now uh, twice in about a week span. I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some medals. We had uh, the uh, Ryan Held from NC State winning the gold medal in the relay for nice. uh, for swimming. Nice. And nice. now we've got. And this uh, is like the Olympics G- of beer. And we got the GABF. No, Olympics it is of not. Beer. It's not. What is it? Well, the Olympics is for amateurs. This is a professional thing. Not okay. to look. That's great. Dude, I have appreciate you seen the that. Well, the Olympics. I have. Hey, look, for, they're, they're I, professionals. NBA well, players. They're, professionals. NBA they're not players getting paid. Play basketball. <laughs> Michael, oh, Michael Phelps is getting his money. You 
trust me on that one. But right. yes, I see your point. Anyway. This is like a Grammy or an Emmy or something. Like you know, okay. that's a sort okay. of you know, awesome. I like that. You know. You okay, so um, you were, but the thing is, it was a really good. You just got back from Colorado. Yep. Uh, you win your medal, and this was the medal for. Uh, this is the American Belgo category. Okay. So combination of American and Belgian style beers. Uh, for our white wall wit, we got the bronze medal. Awesome, awesome. Which, which to me, you explained it to me, um, probably two years ago. You said it's really almost more of a of a white IPA, uh, but really light. What is it like four and a half percent, four eight, four four? Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean the original idea for that beer came from uh, Three Floyd's Gumball Head. So that's an American wheat that's been heavily hopped and uh, realized that wheat would hold hop. You know particles, let's just say, uh, better in suspension, so it really translates and carries the hop through the whole thing. We also do a, um, uh, our Hopfenbiken, which is a hoppy hefe, and very similar thing happens, although you get more of a banana flavor from the hefe right. yeast. But um, So when I was homebrewing, uh, there weren't white IPAs yet, and so I made this mm, 7 8% hmm. uh, wit beer, and no spices, no... Um, Coriander, no uh, orange zest or uh, which or which are in traditional wits. Correct. Right. And so um, I use citra hops instead. And so what comes of that is a grapefruit grassy flavor with those nice esters. Well, as we were developing these beers and um, bringing them into production, you know, we sort of realized that we had you know rickshaw at seven and a half percent or seven point two percent, and we needed something a little more sessionable, mm-hmm. and um, this beer has evolved as we've been open. This is the third yeast we've used on it, so it's definitely gotten smaller. We've dropped the bitterness even more. We're at 23 IBUs. Um, so, you know, essentially, if you look at it, it's like a session New England IPA almost yeah. at this point, but using Belgian yeast. Um, you know, in trendy new terms, that's what I would sort of say. But basically, it's... <laughs> you said the magic word, New yeah. England. Yeah, yeah, New England yeah. IPA. Well, you, had to, you know, I mean, if it's not as, you know, like hop hands from... Um, um, uh, Pennsylvania brewery. tired hands, tired hands. There yeah, sorry. Uh, it's it's not quite that hoppy, but it's yep. it's like a much lighter session version of that. It's a good beer for people who like say they like wheat beers. Yep, and they don't like IPAs, and right. they don't realize what they're getting, and it's got this bright flavor. Yep, and they're like, "Wow, what is this?" Yep. And and. Well, would you believe me if I said it could be considered a, a white IPA? It's like Probably an old Sanka not. commercials. Like yeah. he replaced this person's coffee with <laughs> yes, Sanka. Citra. By yes. the way, I had an interesting conversation with uh, with my friend David Weber yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're bringing Nuprin back. Little yellow, different. Really? Do you remember Nuprin? Oh, I only remember it's coming it. back. It sounds like re- a Viagra ad. I only remember it from the Wayne's World spoof in the yes, movie. Yes, yes. It's like people just do things. Because they get paid. Look, man, uh, Coca-Cola brought back the, uh, what was the- Well, Crystal Pepsi just came no, back. No, no, the Crystal Pepsi came back, but the uh, the Jolt Cola knockoff, oh, it was called, uh, what was it? It was in the- Was uh, it Wired? No, it was in a green and red can. Now oh. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, jeez. But they Jolt, brought all the- I remember Jolt. Jolt. Jolt was one of them. We were on a tangent already. Yeah, anyway. Oh, yeah, there we go. Surge. Surge. Thank you, Alec Campbell. Surge. Sometime oh, host yeah, of this podcast. Oh, yeah, green and red with the- re- Yes, yeah, that's Surge. right. Look, with the, with, the Ghostbusters mo- with the new Ghostbusters movie, they brought back- Ecto cooler, which yeah. wasn't the same. No, it was no. different. It was orange this time. Yeah, right? It has to be green, man. Come crap. on, that is total crap. Yeah. What's not crap though is that not look. You guys won, but actually, it was a really good showing for North Carolina. Seventeen medals for the state. Woo-hoo! So uh, this year, I'll just give you the breakdown on all these statistics because after I, 
cussed about 19 times and realized we won, and we started breaking all this down. And I sat there with my calculator doing the math to calm down a little bit because, you know, it's a pretty exciting moment. Uh, 7,200 entries. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 7,200 entries. 285 medals award. 6,900 of those were IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, 300-something were IPAs yeah. this year. Uh, the category we had 70-plus entries. Uh, but your overall chance of winning uh, a medal was 3.97%. Because uh, you each get to, to enter five beers. Yeah. Oh, right? and, and is that how? Interestingly, tell us I how talked it all to some works. folks. They didn't enter that many. They enter one, and I was just like, "Thank you." That meant we got to enter more. Um, you know, uh, you because of the number of beers that seventy two hundred beers. I uh, forget the number of judges and one like, judge. Yeah. No, there's no way. It's a busy uh, weekend. I think mm-hmm. there's close to maybe uh, maybe a misquote. You guys can fact check me here. On NPR, factcheck.org. <laughs> Facts. We're in a post. This is a post-fact podcast. Right, so so I, I feel like it. it's uh, there. There were close to 300 judges. Okay. So you realize what well, there would have to the be number of beers least. you're tasting, yeah. your palate fatigue. I mean, that's one thing we've always noticed, and why we constantly re-enter White Wall in all these contests, uh, no matter what, is it's come back every time with the best notes. Not that anything really did particularly bad, mm-hmm. but this would always make it to the second round of ta- uh, right. tasting with positive notes and then one guy that obviously had a cold and couldn't taste how good our <laughs> the beer Russian was. Judge. <laughs> yeah, the Russian judge. Well, you know, and I think Bill uh, Bill Gerds, I read uh, an article, Bill from Linwood yeah. said, you know, you got to have a little bit of luck. Oh, yeah. To, uh, you know, who's Says tasting the guy who what? Has two gold medals. Two golds, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, it was like the but, best birthday present. His birthday was the next day. I'm like, isn't that the best birthday <laughs> present you ever gave yourself? <laughs> but how cool was it to be out there with all the other Raleigh breweries, all the other North Carolina breweries, and celebrate that together? I mean, what was that night like? Um, Saturday so, night. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get to see everybody that night. We sort of, yeah. after that, went on a tangent and did brewery tours and was were wearing Just the medal. wearing your medal? Oh, yeah. I walk into these places and... and of different breweries of they'd won medals too so we're like yeah. clinking the medals together and going into the barrel rooms and get was a good night. Like, oh was yeah a good night. A, yeah i think i was asleep by 10 30 because we got out of there probably noonish so you right. can you do the math of how long we uh celebrated for that's cool uh, that's, that's it was awesome. it was pretty fun but the cool thing was you're sitting there uh in the thing and all of a sudden you're getting texts from people congratulating them and then two minutes later, you're sending them a text back with the same congratulations. So, you know, Foothills yeah. and Lone Rider and, and uh, everybody else that were there just sort of hitting them with a text and congratulating them back. And, and it was really fun. I thought it was really cool that Lone Rider got some recognition for Shotgun that's been around forever in this market. Yeah. And it was nice to see that, you know. Uh, it's nice to see any of our guys win, to me. But. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, five in Wake County, four in Raleigh proper yeah. uh, for medals this year. Um, you know, this state, a lot of people look to Asheville to be the powerhouse. Well, this year, if you look at, at this national level of, you know, the pinnacle of national judging, mm-hmm. we beat them. Yeah. So, I mean, not that it's competition, but it totally is. Well, yeah. Are we getting some Asheville-Raleigh beef yeah, now? No, what's going on there? It's beef nice to have some we friendly rivalries. What's the beef about? <laughs> <laughs> Till next year, we well, win. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because, to, to to Asheville's credit, it certainly puts North Carolina on the map for a lot of people. People talk up that area, yeah. uh, for craft beer. You also have uh, big beer companies coming in, yeah. uh, to help plant that flag as well. But there's a lot more to it. Even Charlotte gets a little bit of love as well. Raleigh, for Charlotte's whatever reason, was that Charlotte? Charlotte, Charlotte does have a lot. Raleigh, for whatever reason, I don't think. I guess up until this point gets the recognition it deserves, or Wake County in general. There's a lot of good breweries doing great things, and I'm glad it's finally getting recognized. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Ditto. Speaking of Raleigh, um, you were 
you established Crank Arm at a time in which Raleigh was still in, a, I would argue, a development phase. Mm-hmm. Well, especially your side of town. Yeah. 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 Um, we're not so much in a development phase anymore. I mean, it's Raleigh's pretty much going on right now. And, and with growing pains, too, yeah. I might add. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember, what was it, uh, earlier this year, there was the sidewalk debacle as to what, where you could drink and where you couldn't drink and those types of things. That was about a year ago. Was it about yeah. a year ago? Yeah. Okay, it was about a year ago. So yeah. all these things are all these things are in place. So what is what is that like now for you, where you are, how your accounts are, what the crowds are like, just what business is like in general as there's more and more people coming downtown. It's great. I mean, it's a good time. There's more educated beer drinkers. There's more folks that are willing to try experimental stuff. I mean, think is seven years. I mean, started planting crank arms seven years ago. Mm -hmm. Liquid loaf. Don't talk about that. (laughs) Don't admit that. But yeah, seven years ago, and, and at that time, there were approximately 30 breweries in North Carolina. There were like two in Raleigh. I mean, Wake County now twenty ish. Yeah, yeah. This is it's grown for sure. So and not just for breweries, but you know now we have you know we had one bottle shop, maybe two. No, there's a lot. And tons now of them they're now. they're on every corner, now which we have I welcome. Under nineteen. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I welcome them every time. So basically, if you can go to a bottle shop and not there's anything wrong with a convenience store, but that's not their specialty. If you have if everyone has you know you used to have a C store in every corner and you still do. But instead of buying there, you go and buy at a bottle shop where you have staff that care and knowledgeable, you know, FIFO beer, first in, first out, rotated beer. It's fresh. It's been cared for. It hasn't been sunstruck, all these defects that can happen when people, you know. um, I'd rather have experts serving beer than folks that don't know and don't care. They're just like, let me get a pack of smokes and, and, uh, you know. uh, (laughs) Right, <laughs> an old E. Right. Um, so, so uh, yeah, we have all this growth. There's a lot of folks coming in. There's more uh, folks living downtown, not just visiting downtown. You know, we're expecting grocery stores and giant sky rises. Downtown Raleigh is filled with cranes right now. So, more people, more customers, more beer. I mean, we're all about it. So, my next question then is, as you. As Raleigh becomes bigger, and you mentioned the amount of breweries that were around when you started versus where we are today, what's the next evolution here? What is, what's the learning process? What are you trying to do different now to make sure that Crank Arm continues to be in this uh, in this discussion five years from now? Um, I mean, the focus for us always has been to make the beer we want to drink, and that's always evolving. I mean, um, I love finding and tasting new things in food. Uh, beer, wine, spirits, whatever it may be. Um, so pushing that right now, we definitely have been doing a lot more barrel aging mm-hmm. um, and doing, you know, true sours. And I don't mean to discredit anything kettle soured. We're going to start messing with that a little bit. But, you know, barrel aged, you know, beers that take six plus months to make maybe a year, year and a half. We have a Belgian IPA that a Brett Belgian IPA that we've been had in a barrel for a year and a half. Mm. We're going to release that soon. So, um Doing that, uh, finding our bases and sort of figuring out like, okay, Brett Saison, that's a, that's a really nice champagne-like sour. Or we're going to start doing more variants of it. We're going to start adding more fruit. We're going to start experimenting with different barrels. You know, that's all the funky ride stuff. That's all the stuff where we use Brett and lactobacillus and all that. Um, and then spirit age, um, finding more rare barrels, trying different beers and doing barrel age stuff with it. We're even going to do. Uh, we've talked about doing um, White Wall. In those Brett barrels that we just pulled the, the interesting uh, uh, with um, Brett Whitewall with grapefruit puree mm-hmm. 
age that, and then bring it out and hop it again with Citra. Uh, so um, we're just trying to have as much fun with that. I mean, the things that keep us passionate, creative, uh, push forward a bit, you know, and make the beers we've been making. But, you know, if something uh, we weren't absolutely happy with, maybe rotate that out and try something new. So it's all about innovation, mm-hmm. um, but also making solid styles of, of um, classic beers as well. You know, making a fun Scottish ale that you're, you know, you're someone who's new or old school into the beer will enjoy as well. I think that's the thing that is sort of being missed right now in beer in general is that people can make all these crazy things, but they never learned how to make a brown ale. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> can you so, make? Can you make it just a Good pilsner. How about right. that? Well, that's. I mean, that's you want to test a brewer's skill. To make. You want to see. There's nothing to hide behind it. It's. It's about your water quality, your water chemistry, um, every ingredient you put in, and your brewing technique is completely showed in a pilsner. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to hide behind. So, um, you know, sure, you can make a great double IPA. Well, you might have had some issues in that, but you threw so much mosaic on top that. Who cares, right? Uh, so uh, there's a lot to be said about that. But part of what you just described for Crank Arm going forward, I didn't, or maybe you were getting to it, but there was no mention of actually getting out to the Mason Jar Tavern for <laughs> Adam. Well, well, one day two, we'll make that. We'll, okay. we'll make it happen. At two, Joe. Why? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, no. Kevin uh, Hubbard is not even here. I bring, I bring, I bring that up jokingly because right now you're focused on a very specific area, and yeah. in the time in between when. We talked to you last versus today. We've talked to other breweries that are already trying to get into other states. Yeah. So why 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 every brewery is different. I totally yeah. understand that. But why have you taken this tactic that you're so specific to Raleigh? Um, you know, so I've been to a few seminars and they've talked about this and they sort of reinforce the idea that we've had we've gone deep rather than wide. Okay. You know, some people sort of take a shotgun and blast it out and we've been more of like laser specific. You know, for one um, the small area is less time to cover. You can keep an eye on your accounts. And with our limited amount of liquid, we, we started with a smaller system than a lot of other folks have. You know, if you talk to a lot of breweries, besides maybe like Trophy, they started with like 20-barrel systems, not not Trophy, but the other breweries. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of liquid. Yeah, Trophy's and, yeah. the only other one that comes to mind in, in terms of taking a very methodical approach to how they've expanded. Yeah, I, I don't need to be everywhere. If we can be in a smaller area and sell the liquid we have, that's great. You know, it, we're, we're there when we need to be. Um, it's not as much travel time. We're able to make sure the beer is quality is up and maintained and fresh. Um, but if you if we had three times the liquid we have right now, or beer, let's not call it liquid, it's beer, um, <laughs> we would need to be... In, in other areas, um, you know this this has also led to us you know, only bottling our small batch fun stuff. Um, you know when you make that much beer, you need to start throwing stuff in cans and bottles because you need to get it out to other places that might right. not have draft systems. Um, so you know our size has let us be nimble and um, and sort of choose our path of growth and not have to explode and just throw the beer everywhere. And I'm not saying that's what, you know, like you said, different paths for different folks. It's the path that we've found that we like and have chosen. Well, well while we're talking about all that beer, uh, I want to start talking about some beer. Yeah, sure. Specifically this one we're drinking right now. So this has been a favorite of mine that you guys have done for the past couple of years yep. now. You call it Tandem. It's your yep. double IPA, but you change this a little bit each year. Yep. I, lo- I just looked at my untapped check-ins, and they. I also had a Tandem 2.0. I guess that was last year. Yeah, so this is- so This will th- be 3.0. Yeah, um- so tandem, it's an experiment, much like well, actually. So you want to see how this work, works? 
uh, Unicycle is our single hop pale ale. We brew it with the same malt base every time. We use the same amount of hops for bitterness each time. Uh, or, or not the same amount. We, we bitter to the same level of IBUs every time. So that may vary depending on the alpha acids. Uh, we dry hop with the same amount, but it's it's a rotating hop every time. And so Unicycle is the experiment that lets us do fun stuff for things like Tandem. Um, so we are able to find new hops. Um, for instance, like Cleopatra, which we used in, in this. We used Mosaic, uh, Cleopatra, Citra, and Simcoe in this variation. Um which I'm really enjoying a lot. So, Absolutely. Yeah, so we've, we've tweaked some things uh, in it um, every time. Usually it's the hops. Sometimes it's, uh, like this time, we, I think we went a little more malty on the backbone, which I think balances to the um, bitterness well. Um, you know, if you go West Coast style, you're doing, um, you know, super dry and bitter and hoppy. And sometimes that can fall a little flat because literally you're just getting the hop character. You're yeah. just get, you're basically taking water and a little bit of malt and throwing a ton of hops on Sort of imbalanced. Some folks love that. That's their thing. You know, and then we've talked a little bit about the white IPA, which is now a low bitterness, high cloudy, high hop character, um, which is great, too. Like I said, I, I enjoy that. We haven't done one yet. I don't know if we will. Maybe we will. You mean Maybe the we'll. New England IPA. Correct. The New yeah. England IPA. Um, but this, I feel, is sort of like um, uh, along the lines of like the classic, you know, double IPA, like Pliny. Um, maybe not as dry as Pliny. Uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe a little sweeter, but I, but I like using the the tropical uh, citrus uh, resinous hops. You know, so I feel like it's it's come pretty good. How long is this one? How long are you looking to have this one around? Because I think <laughs> this is a very special batch, and I think people are really going to want to get by your place and try it. Get it now. Um, our, is that a one and done? It, it's it's yeah. We're not making another batch of this uh, for a while. We might make it before. Um, there's another. I think we're doing the best of craft beer with draft magazines contest. Okay. I think we're going to okay. enter this. We're pretty happy with this, so we'll try to um, make sure we have enough of the the hops that we have in this and send it. Um, so yeah, now, it's mind like you, everything it's also else. A day old. Yeah, this this came so off the fermenter this is, yesterday this is morning. As fresh as it gets. I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that to annoy Adam. No. Yeah. The uh, annoy Ashball. this Adam. This oh, Adam. Oh, the, gotcha. the, yeah. Mr. Freshness Adam. Hey, well, it I matters. Mean, it's, it it does matter. So hops. I mean. You know, hop oils are volatile and they they dis- dissipate quickly. You know, as we've looked into packaging things, we decided against it this time uh, packaging rickshaw because at six weeks we noticed mm-hmm. in a bottle the hop character dissipated. It tasted like a great rye, which mm-hmm. it is a great rye yeah. at its base, but the a lot of the hop character it pretty much fifty percent down. Well, I'm glad you did weeks. that because we we had that conversation last week on the podcast. If if you recognize that the characters of your beer are going to change over time, they always will, and they always will. I understand yeah. that. Uh, and you are you, you are pro, not proclaiming, but the the argument is that you want to have this beer as fresh as possible. Yes, I've never understood why you don't market it different or why even put it to market at all. Because if you're giving somebody in the bottle, because I think. Most, I think I'm more of the average beer drinker than a lot of people who come through this podcast, or Adam or Wayne, and that they'll get a bottle of beer or a six pack. They'll go through a couple of them, and they'll eventually come back to it, maybe a little bit later on. And the beer is going to be different for you, but they might not even notice in yeah. the grand scheme of things. But 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 I'm I'm bringing all this up just to say thank you for not doing that with rickshaw. Like the whole point is, if you're going to have this beer with, with, with the way we want it, yeah. this is how you have to have it. I think there should be more of that than anything else. Well, you need to be critical in your beer drinking. I mean, you know, I was talking to you guys earlier about you know how how I've been studying and, and just took the Cicerone about six weeks ago. I'll know about my results soon, but critical beer drinking, especially your own beer. Mm-hmm. Don't drink your own Kool Aid. Drink your own beer and. 
you know, know when you've done something right or wrong and do experiments with it. Do critical tasting, you know, have your palate fresh and 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 make sure you know what you're making and listen to folks that can critically judge beer and listen to what they say. Now, if someone says, oh, that's horrible. I don't like it. Challenge them to why. And I did this recently and for good or for bad. And, and every once in a while, I'll, you know, I'll have a couple beers and maybe be even more opinionated and, and challenge folks. But be a critical beer drinker of your own and other people's beer. You don't have to be rude about it, but be constructive and, and but be critical. So, you know, don't drink your own Kool-Aid. Drink your own beer. Try to figure out ways if you, if you don't feel like the best thing you made. Too. Don't drink your own Kool-Aid, but yeah. drink your own beer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not speaking of, of anyone in particular, but sometimes I drink a beer. Well, I am, but I'm not going to name names. Gotcha. But I'll drink a beer, and I and I just don't know that they tried it when they were when they were finished. And we do that all the time, and it's and not in a way to, you know, we do QC all the time. And and before yeah. we release a beer, I'll try it. And sometimes I'm like, you know, this needs more of this, mm-hmm. or it needs less of that. And you know, um, be our own best critic and make notes for tweaks for next time. Um, you know, we're, we're a work in progress. And as long as you still see it that way and, you know, even when you win a medal, whether it's gold, bronze or whatever, yeah, maybe you win gold, you'd leave it alone. <laughs> and But we won a bronze for white. Well, I don't think we're going to mess with it. We're really happy with that. But there's other beers that sometimes you read those tasting notes and, and you sit down and you you sort of just try to erase everything that you think about that beer and sit there and maybe the judge wasn't calibrated but maybe they were spot on and look at it you don't want to adjust to those things but it's always good to sort of get that feedback from people with critical thinking palettes and use that to your advantage i have nothing to add to that like that's absolutely everything i wanted to hear (laughs) honest uh, quite honestly it is because as a, a beer enthusiast a beer lover especially a supporter of our local beer scene like we are with 919 beer we want the best beer from everyone. I want someone to come from Asheville or from Charlotte or from the coast or from out of state to any brewery in Raleigh and have an excellent beer. Mm-hmm. And that'll be their impression of Raleigh beer because yeah. you might only have one, yeah. right? You might you might only get to one spot. Yeah. And if you go to one of the weak ones, you know, what's that say about our overall scene? We want everybody. We want, you know, rise that whole saying, a rising tide yeah. lifts all shifts. I mean, I think as breweries, you need to be open to constructive criticism. And as beer drinkers, trusted beer drinkers, people like, I have a relationship with you. I have a relationship with a lot of breweries. Yeah. You know, if somebody asks me my opinion of a beer, they also need to be prepared for my answer as well. Right. Yeah. And and I I want them to know I'm going to be as candid and as honest um, as as I can possibly be with it. It's only going to make us better, right? One star on Yelp. Yeah. That's it happens. Gonna, that's Doesn't allow you. cats on leashes. Yeah. One star. One yeah. star. You, you know, and sometimes you get it. You you get some folks that say. Why things. are you talking about my Yelp reviews, <laughs> yeah, Adam? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, the thing to do is I don't Yelp's not. No. Nope, yeah, stop. No. We're not doing it. We're yeah. not going there. All right. We're not I mean, but you know, I fun, okay, let's not even talk not, about Yelp. You're not yelping anything. We right can now. we can say the, the same thing with 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 uh, Untapped. You know, it's the yes. same thing. It, you know, folks. So much is just personal opinion. You have yeah. no idea the background. Correct. Yeah. Oh, it. They don't have. You know, I'm from Washington mm-hmm. State. They don't have the best double IPA, triple blah blah blah. It's like all right, they great. Didn't I, use I, any Yakima nice. Valley yeah. hops. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I understand the region you're from, but right. Give me more. Okay. You think that all the breweries in Washington State are great. Well, they're probably not aren't all great. So yeah. 
tell us, you know, oh, but I really like the beat beer. This is literally a review we got. And, and I just sort at least it was three stars. I'll accept it. Um, <laughs> but you see it and there's no, it's just like, eh, this is what I think is an average brewery. It's like, well, I guess it's better than being below average. Yeah. And that's once again ah, a subject. You know, that's like, that's. Uh, my, I have my own personal feelings on how we go about things on the internet yeah. and rate things. And look, yeah. I deal with it on a different level when it comes to sports. <laughs> and the beauty of the internet is that uh, you don't have to put your name to it. Uh, you can just leave your nasty little comment and move on. Yeah, you, you and, can be like the toughest guy you've ever met. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can, and you could basically sound like the smartest guy out there who knows everything about everything that ever needed to be known about beer. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you know how many people were angry angry with us about the heat at Beer Cana? Really, it was hot. People were it's your mad fault. At, was it your what, fault? What could we improve on? It was hot. Well, <laughs> December is a great month to not have to worry about that. This is why I keep telling you guys to do <laughs> a spread version of it. We're investing in more tents, y'all. This is why. Put a bubble. <laughs> get a, uh, we're condi- we're going to build air an igloo down it's there. It's a dome. Get a, yeah, get a, right, uh, fine. Get a dome. Fine. Special announcement. Holly Springs has agreed to put a dome in over Sug Farm Park <laughs> for Beer Cana. Oh, also. My, it's like the you, YMCA pool. Uh, real quick, though, you mentioned the, the Cicerone. I don't yeah. think a lot of people understand what that is and why it's a big deal okay. for a lot of people in your industry. I will be happy. So the simplest way to explain um, the Cicerone program, more folks are com- uh, are familiar with the sommelier program. Mm-hmm. Yes. Basically, it's the sommelier of beer. Um, there's four levels. You go online uh, to the Cicerone website. Cicerone.org. Yep. With a C. And uh, you can learn about the entire program. It starts, it's four levels. You start as a certified beer server. You take that test online. You take a pre-test, then you take the actual test. Uh, then you can print off your um, diploma for that once you take that. And they mail you your PIN. Yep, you get a mailed a PIN. Which in I the, lost yep. within the first two hours. I think mine's in my car. Um, but... Uh, then the second level is certified beer server, and this is a more. No, that's the first level. I'm sorry, uh, certified cicerone. I'm sorry, tandem is delicious. Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> more tandem. Uh, yeah. So second level is certified beer server, much more in depth. Um, now this is the one you just took. I just took this six weeks ago. Um, written portion, all fill in the blank. No Very multiple choice. Small amount of multiple choice for basically determining. Well, it just depends on the the test changes. So it's not every like time. you have some kind of answer bank there. Like no. you've got to know the answers. Yeah. So you study. There's various. Uh, you use the Oxford Companion to Beer, um, Brewmaster's Table by Garrett Oliver. Um, they have study guides that have all this information for draft quality. They just added a brewing technique, which was the one I didn't need. Um, they have an English style, German style. They haven't added a Belgian style book, which is interesting for studying. But, um, anyway, so you use all this material, you study the test. All told, is about five and a half hours. Uh, you have about three. It's three no, it's five hours. So three and a half hours to do the written test. It's like four or five essays, um, a uh, video portion, and then all fill in the blank test. So. If you don't know the answers, you don't know the answers. Okay. There's not really anything to pick off of or do anything. And what do you bad. have? What's a passing grade? I think uh, seventy for the the written test, and then there's a tasting portion that you right. need to get an eighty percent, and it's detecting off flavors, deciding what styles or what, and then uh, picking out whether beer is servable or not. So it's pretty intense. Um, it it 
I know a lot about beer. I didn't necessarily know a lot about some of the styles. Like I, you know, I don't know all the German. I didn't know all the German styles lagers. Uh, you know, guilty. Need to learn more about them. Um, but overall, it was very intense. But the overall idea is that you have an intensive idea of all the styles of beer. You can detect off flavors. You can detect styles of beer just by tasting and looking at them. Um, so it's very intense. But the the reason I think it's so important is that, you know, ha- like we were just talking about, having an educated um, knowledge of how to describe beer, how to taste beer, how to pair beer, all the things that matter, not just saying, I don't like it. Well, why don't you like it? Is there a defect in the beer, or is it just you don't like the style, just, or do you don't like the adjuncts added to it? Just or, had a weird taste, or you just don't like the branding. You don't like the people that own it. You don't. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not cool enough for you. You know, I mean, there's definitely sometimes a lot of that trendiness that happens. That's if my it's, thing. If it's not the latest greatest thing, or yeah. it's not from that that brewery that everybody loves that just opened that they won't love in like three years, mm-hmm. um, that that happens. It's just high school all over again, but legally drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey man i see it it happens on social media all oh. of a sudden uh, you change the packaging or to the, the wrong kind of people start showing up to a place oh yeah uh, because it's not you see the, me there uh, everyone starts leaving yeah it's kind of funny it's like oh uh, you know i kind of miss my uh, bearded plaid it's like more families are showing up i don't want to go there anymore yep mm. it's funny how that works yeah well usually the bearded plaid at some point ends up having families uh-huh like Hi. all of us yeah how are you <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you're. Speaking, then what are you gonna do? I feel like you're speaking directly to me. <laughs> but this helps you. This this helps you ultimately to understand more about your own product. Correct. My well, as a both a producer and a consumer. Okay. I mean, and that's the thing. I you know I always like to learn. I mean, I think one of the things that was most fun and still is fun with beer and making beer is learning what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, um, or how to new techniques, things like that. So this definitely. Um, helps there it helps me teach other people mm-hmm. so you know especially in house for my staff or out of house um at accounts you know our, our our wholesale partners when we sell beer to folks i can go in and use this knowledge and when you have the certification it's not just someone trying to sell to them it's someone that's seen as an it gives you somewhat right. of an authority a certified a certification um that is recognized as in a manner so well clearly i mean all of that studying because it is, in, like you said, a five and a half hour exam. Yeah. Um. And and the hours and weeks and months you spent studying for it, eighty hours right up to it. Okay. Uh, on top of what I already had, so yeah, I hadn't studied like that since I was pitching our business plan to other partners and and, and folks. So I mean, so it had been about three years since I'd really studied things like that. I mean, I study beer all the time and yeah, drink it well, all the of time. Of course, but but it has to make you at least a more knowledgeable. Uh, like you said, I don't know. I don't. Yes, you want to say the word authority is there, but you don't want to go around saying, "Well, I'm an authority." No, no, no. no respect but, my authority. But the people who are in the know, if <laughs> if we know you're a you know certified cicerone, there's a certain level of of extra attention you're given. I don't want to say respect. Put it on either, my business cards. But yeah, I mean, and it's in a big my email, deal. it's a big signature. deal. <laughs> it is a big deal, and yeah. it is a huge leap from just certified beer server. Oh no, yeah, that's it is, a, and they so going back to all that after the certified beer server is uh, uh, and the certified cicerone is the advanced cicerone, even more intensive of a program, mm-hmm. and then master, and they added the advanced. Um, so I guess there was a pretty high failure rate 
going for master. So well, there's not too many master cicerones in no. the United States, no. right? I don't think there. I think so. I think thirty is the number. Okay, if you want any indication, and if you have Netflix, there's a great movie called Psalm and Psalm into the bottle. And both, I haven't both, seen into the uh, bottle yet. Great. So, but these guys are. I mean, they're nuts. Yeah. And their wives and girlfriends are like pulling their hair out, dealing with them, like as they're studying, like late into the night, all the time. It's 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 you got to be yeah really dedicated. There to is it. a master psalm in Raleigh now. Is that uh? The, it's Fred at Standard Foods. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So there's the only uh, one in North and South is it Carolina. High Tran. That's out at uh oh shoot uh oh what's the place? We had that Hall River beer dinner out there. Um, I Herons. Was oh, Herons, yeah. And, uh, I don't and know if he's inside not, the Umstead. He uh, is some level of, of Okay, yeah, there. no, but the, the, he, yeah. he's a master. Wow. So we, uh, That's yeah, a big we, deal. Oh, yeah, well, it's great. It's when a big he, deal, especially once you've seen that movie, too. What's great is he didn't know he won the medal when I was sampling out the beer, and he's like, this, this is the beer we should get. It was White Wall. It's like, oh, when it, when there it, it is. Yeah, so it's like, all right, there validation. we go. Yeah, there's some validation, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> before uh, before we let you go, and again, thanks for coming in, we were, we were talking about something before we actually started recording the podcast about the industry itself, the, the maturation of the beer industry, mm-hmm. um, that you can be into beer, you can like beer, and that might be enough to start things up. But there's a lot more that goes into this. Yeah. So you got you to gotta build relationships. There's accounts. There's business plans and, and everything else. Are you, are you kind of foreshadowing, um, I don't want to call it a, a shedding, but there could be, with all the growth, there could be a little bit of a culling back in the future, if uh, people manage to start these things up because they've got the money to do so, but they don't have a business plan going forward, you might run into some problems. Is that something that uh, the industry, or at least locally, it's it's discussed or maybe trying to help people get through that? Um, you know, obviously when folks get into this in general, it's, it's a passion project. It's something they love. You know, I love beer. I want to open a brewery. Um, brewing great beer is the first step in that. Being a good brewer, making clean beer. But you always need to have the business backbone. I keep doing this. Yeah, you keep turning your head. Sorry, okay. I'm just he's talking. getting all like philosophical too. He's yeah. kind of like gazing off. It's fun. No, no, I yeah, do. It's great. I'm having it's a great, great. conversation. No, we 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 need to focus on all all of our aspects of it, it is a business. I mean, luckily it's a it's a hobby turned passion turned um, business for us uh, and for most folks that do it. But sometimes they forget the aspect of of you know maintaining relationships with your accounts or um, even knowing how to, to sell to folks, um, sell beer. I mean, having good beer helps. People come and find you to, for your stuff, but it doesn't work that way every day. You need to make sure that you get everything you need for them um, in a timely manner and that your beer is fresh and their lines are clean. And and then on the back end, you need to make sure that your books are kept up and that you pay your taxes and that you um, don't overspend and don't underspend. You know, you 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 got to control all these aspects besides just making great beer. Um, you become a facilities manager, making sure your building's clean and up to date. Uh, there's so much involved in it. And it's a full, full, full-time job. It's You're never off. You're always on. Um, you can't sort of hide in the shadows, especially if you've been doing it for a little while. People recognize you, so you need to um, – be ready for it, and yeah, there 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 has been already, and we've already had some breweries close. Um, it's not gonna always be an upward trend. Uh, we we hope it will be, but um, market saturation is a real thing. So you know what we were talking about before, being you know very critical of your own beer, making sure you're positioned well, making sure you haven't overextended, making sure you're not making too much beer. 
making sure beer's fresh. All these things are super important for everyone involved, and you hope that we all learn from each other and learn from each other's mistakes and successes. We all talk. It's coopetition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, we all want to know how each other's business doing. If they, we like certain equipment, if we like certain vendors, we like certain grains, hops, um, you know, all of that stuff. We all communicate about it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want to have a little bit of secrets about things. You know, <laughs> um, you you find a honey hole. You want to make sure that you keep that to yourself. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see some. You're going to see folks that haven't maintained all those things sort of maybe uh, shrink, get bought out, or close. Uh, it's sort of sort of natural. If you're not making, um, you know, you, if you're new to the market and you're not making good beer when you open and better beer as you progress, right. then you're going to shrink. Uh, well, at some point, there's not going to be any place for you. Right. Period. Yeah. You know, that's- well, There's that's, only a limited number of tap handles in this town, too. And and then even that's bottles- That's relationships come in. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you say you're going to do, and you got to make good beer. What did you just pour out, by the way? Ah, this one of our babies. They're all my babies, but uh, this is our Brett Saison. Okay. Um, this has one, metal- of the, one of the few bottles you've released. Yeah, we, we're we're doing about a bottle a month now, or, or approximately that. Uh, Smells all- fantastic. Oh yeah. So this is fun. Uh, this is our Breakaway Saison, aged in Chardonnay barrels for six months with three strains of Brettanomyces and tart cherries. Definitely get the cherry through. This and, is yeah, this is mm, great. So this uh, this to me, it, it's dry like champagne. Um, got a little bit of funk. It's tart from the acidity from the Brettanomyces, and the cherry comes through. Yeah. Uh, we've medaled in the North Carolina Brewers Cup last year. This took third place overall, and took best uh, uh, sour. Uh, the, I think it was the fruit lambic uh, barrel aged beer. This year it took third in that category and first in specialty beer. In the North Carolina Brewers Cup, which is getting much more competitive, um, it's pretty fun now. Uh, definitely, we took be- uh, best in show two years ago with Rickshaw, but um, that's right. This right. this is uh, this was our first go at sour beers in you know, like barrel aged time sours, not quick sours, not lacto kettle sour stuff. Um, this you put it in this the the barrel, you let it be. Yeah, you around Take some patience around five months. You have a little sip. Is it there? Figure out which barrels are going to blend together or not blend. If you're just going to do straight, and uh, and then go with it. So, uh, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Really happy to be uh, delving more into the the funky styles of beer. Real quick before we let you go, you said you're releasing about a bottle or a bottle about every month. Yeah. Real quick. What do you have planned? What events are coming up that people need to know about at your place? All right. Well, I don't know how quickly the podcast comes out, but tonight... Uh, it, it, it comes out tomorrow. It'll come okay. out Friday morning. You're going to miss Carve at the Crank, guys. I'm sorry about that. It's an annual event we have. Well, everybody we, was probably there. So. Yeah, yeah it, it'll, it'll, it'll be pretty good. Uh, um, we carve pumpkins for the Triangle Spokes group. Uh, you come in, you pay 10 bucks, you drink some pumpkin beer, and you carve some pumpkins. Pretty fun. Uh, Saturday of this week, we're going to have two events. It's going to be really fun. We're doing um, Death Ride, uh, Beer, and Hot Wing Eating Challenge. We take two Carolina Reapers, we drop them into Rickshaw Rye in a mm. casks. You got a hot now that beer. Is, Carolina Reaper's still the world's hottest pepper, correct? Well, or is somebody, something yeah, overtaken? Something has just yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, there's a numbered pepper that just overtook it, and it's almost double the, the heat and of a Reaper. Cow. 
And so, if you ever want to get lost on a YouTube in a in a YouTube rabbit hole, go and look up Ghost uh, Carolina Reaper challenges. Yes, uh, people. Yes. Yeah, people just that dude, see the that guy that chugged, chugged the fireball. The, yes, <laughs> <laughs> the oh, ninja redneck. He's awesome. I was dying. Yeah, that was, oh, that was awesome. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't seen it, look that yeah, guy. Yeah, up. great. He's he's hardcore. This guy's like he's yeah. like me and build, but he's a ninja. He, he just does crazy stuff. He can do like twenty backflips in a row. He's great. He can throw up a lot too. Yeah, yeah. He sure did. Uh and then after that, uh so we have that hot so we also do a wing challenge where we have Georgie Witcher uh Reaper sauce and Vesta Reaper powder and we toss that on wings. You have to eat six wings. You eat six wings, drink a beer, you get a t shirt. Good luck. How much do the t shirts cost? <laughs> just not how one. much pain. No, <laughs> not worth causes. it. Not worth it. Not but, worth it the day of but, or afterward. But like Fifteen people completed the challenge. We had thirty people sign up. Fifteen completed That's it. That's the exit wound challenge. Yeah. That's what that well, is. we had a guy who literally was licking the bones when he's done. He's like, "Can Ugh. I hit another dozen?" We're like, "You only nope. need six. He's like, "I want more." We're like, "You're crazy." Um, all right. So, and then after that, we have our fourth annual spooky ride, which we uh, around dusk. It's a costume contest and a bike ride. Nice, uh, nice cruiser speed. Fourth annual. We get about a hundred and something folks to come out and do it. It's really fun to see everyone decked out. And go for a little fun ride through uh, through Raleigh. Um, what else? Oh, Sunday we're doing a Walking Dead contu- uh, costume contest at Mission Valley, and it's the- giving away free eyeballs and stuff. Uh, yeah, stop. No Too spoilers. Soon. Too soon. No spoilers. It's been forty eight hours. We're good. <laughs> okay, I'm not spoiling this for anybody. Uh, but it's a costume contest and uh, a can drive for the um, interfaith food shuttle. Cool. So that's this. Uh, Bottle-wise, releases coming up. Uh, Belgian IPA, Brett Saison. Looking forward to that. Um, a Scotch Ale in Smooth Ambler Barrels. Ooh. Teeter-totter. Smooth and Ambler, what, they're, they're West bourbon? West Virginia bourbon, Oh, yep. I know. Smooth, the Smooth Ambler makes a bourbon barrel-aged gin that I am crazy about. I had one of those ones out in Napa. It was oh, pretty awesome. man. Yeah, gin that was barrel-aged. It was pretty yeah. spectacular. Um, what else were we releasing? Um, well, we're brewing Motivator next week, so you'll see some barrel-aged versions of that coming out. Awesome. Um, Oatmeal, which is our oatmeal milk brown. Okay. And if you get it on tap right now, it's on nitro. Huh. But we took it before we nitrogenized it and put it in fair game rum barrels with raisins. So we made like this rum raisin oatmeal cookie beer. Ooh, that, that sounds gonna, fabulous. That should. I'm hoping to release that around Christmas time. Okay. Sounds, well, where yeah, where perfect. can people find like your inf- info on releases? How so do so all that comes out on our social media. Uh, one of these days we're going to mailing list up and going. You know we're only three yeah, years nobody old. Nobody uses email anymore. So <laughs> yeah, Facebook, yeah. Is, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitters, and you are Crank Arm Brew on Instagram and Twitter. Correct. And then you know just at Crank Arm Brew. Sorry. Yep, at Crank Arm Brew. And then on uh, the Facebook, yeah. Just yeah. look there. And our website has all the information. And soon, hopefully, to launch, putting you on the spot, Craig, we'll have e-commerce so you can buy all our fun swag Craig doesn't online. listen. Yeah, no, no. He, yeah. You're right. He doesn't listen. If he did, this would be done already. <laughs> 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 he better watch out or it'll look like Glenn. Ooh. Oh, too soon. <laughs> wow. Maggie, Just I'll find you. <laughs> oh, fine. Adam, thanks for coming in. Cheers, guys. Fun conversation. Thanks for Absolutely. bringing in this uh, this great beer as well. Uh, what do we got coming up next week, Adam? Next week we're going to um, – we haven't talked to Foothills for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring Kat from Foothills in and a nice little pairing. Hey, uh, her her fiancé uh, runs Zeke's Meats Food Truck. So uh, Zeke's Meats will be here providing food and chatting with us a little bit as well. Awesome. So it'll remind, be a fun time. A reminder, you can uh, listen to previous 919 Beer Podcast episodes on the WRL Sports Fan app. 
You can also find us on iTunes and Google Play. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.